Welcome to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper, and we begin today with our national lead. We expect the trial to resume imminently in Minneapolis, where the prosecution is laying out its case against former police officer Derek Chauvin, calling witness after witness today, today who watched George Floyd die last May as Chauvin kneeled on his neck for almost 10 minutes. One witness we heard from today, a 17-year-old seen here on the right, taking her young cousin to get a snack from a neighborhood store when they walked by the distressing scene. She recorded the video seen around the world of Floyd's final moments on earth, pleading for help, crying out for his mother, saying he could not breathe. That witness testified today that Chauvin ignored pleas from the crowd to check for a pulse from even an off-duty firefighter. She was not shown on camera today because she is a minor, but listen to how seeing Mr. Floyd die has affected her life. It's been nights. I stayed up apologizing and, and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more and not physically interacting and not saving his life, but it's like, it's not what I should have done. It's what he should have done. That witness's young cousin, just nine years old, also took the stand and said ambulance workers had to push Officer Chauvin off of George Floyd when they arrived on the scene, as CNN's Omar Jimenez reports. Good morning, members of the jury. The story of what happened May 25th, 2020 in Minneapolis, told today through the lens of eyewitnesses. Uh, I believe I witnessed a murder. Donald Williams was standing feet away from George Floyd as he was pinned under the knee of Derek Chauvin. After Floyd's seemingly unresponsive body was loaded into the ambulance that day, Williams called the police on the police he had just witnessed, in particular, Derek Chauvin. That 911 audio was played in court. He just pretty much just killed this guy that wasn't resisting arrest. Williams didn't feel he could talk to the officers at the scene. Did you... Well, believe that they were involved. Yes, totally. But the most contentious exchange of the trial so far... Did you say that? Is that what you heard? ...was between Williams and Chauvin's attorney during cross-examination. You called him a tough guy. I did. You called him a real man. I did. You called him such a man. I did. You called him bogus. Hmm. I did. You called him a bum at least 13 times. Those terms grew more and more angry. Would you agree with that? They grew more and more pleading for life. The defense emphasizing a point it made during opening statements, that the perceived threat from a growing crowd caused Chauvin to direct his attention away from Floyd's care. The next witnesses appeared by audio only, since they were under 18 at the time of Floyd's death including a nine-year-old and her now 18-year-old cousin, only identified as DF. She's the one who filmed the now infamous cell phone video scene around the world. I see a man on the ground and I see a cop kneeling down on him. She was asked to identify Derek Chauvin in court as the same officer she saw on the scene that day. Are you able to tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury if you know who this man is? <laughs> You can take your time. Yes, yes. She said she felt threatened by the police there, 
including Chauvin that day, a day she can't let go of, even close to a year later. When I look at George Floyd, I look at, I look at my dad, I look at my brothers. It's been nights. I stayed up apologizing and, and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more and not physically interacting. But it's like, it's not what I should have done. It's what he should have done. We uh, lost uh, Omar's uh, shot there, uh, but let's discuss as we wait for the trial to pick back up uh, any moment. Uh, joining us right now, Shan Wu uh, and Van Jones. Shan, let me start with you. The prosecution has called five witnesses today. They all watched George Floyd die last May. They were there in person. Two of them recorded what they saw. Now, they're witnesses to a crime, so I understand them testifying, but they also filmed the crime. I mean, the jury saw this with their own eyes, too. So explain the prosecution strategy. The prosecution is using a very compelling strategy. They're trying to put the jurors in the shoes of those eyewitnesses, trying to put them right there on that street to feel the same outrage, to feel the same helplessness that all of us felt and how those witnesses must have felt right there. That's very strong evidence. And it's so interesting that in this time, there's so much video available from these cell phones. These aren't government surveillance cameras. It's not government evidence. It's evidence that came from citizens who watched it. So that's a very compelling way to present this case. But there's some dangers, too, because it's very emotional. And prosecutors will have to be careful that they don't end up being accused of appealing too much to emotion later in the trial. And Van, we heard from one witness who was 17 when she witnessed George Floyd die. She talked about how when she looks uh, at pictures of George Floyd, she sees her dad, she sees her cousins, her uncles. And night after night, she stays up apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more when she saw him struggling on the street. Uh, Heart-wrenching, really. Yeah, I mean... The, the, when, when you have a lynching, uh, which is what this was, uh, you, you aren't just torturing the individual who you're strangling to death. You're torturing the whole community. That was the point of the lynching. It wasn't just to lord power over one person. It wasn't just to torture one person to death. It was all of the witnesses who were standing there helpless to, to rescue their uncle, their child, their father from this uh, horrific act. And that's why this thing struck such a deep chord. It's not just the jurors who are being put in the, 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 the position of being the witness. The whole world has been in that position for nearly a year. That video, that young woman who's going to be tortured by this for the rest of her life, mm-hmm. uh, did a service to humanity, uh, uh, and, and she suffered for it. Let's go back uh, to Minnesota, uh, where uh, Judge Cahill uh, is reconvening the trial. Um, they just uh, are swearing in a, a witness, uh, Genevieve uh, Smith, I believe is her name. Gen- Genevieve Hansen. Genevieve Hansen. Let's listen in. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash Country. Max subscription required.